1928, Frankel was a young man of 23 years old. He organized several youth centers where young adults and adolescents were able to receive counseling and advice at no cost to them. These centers were open in a total of seven European cities. In establishing these centers, Frankel enlisted the aid of Charlotte Bueller and Erwin Wexberg. He also received financial aid in funding the clinics from one of the councilmen of Vienna by the name of Julius Tander. Because of this and the special counseling programs he instilled at the schools, there were zero student suicides in Vienna. This causes Frankel to gain attention internationally, where subsequently he was later invited by William Reich to speak in Prague and Berlin at the universities there, where he delivers a course on psychological hygiene. By this time, he has yet to officially earn his medical degree. By 1931, he obtains that degree and receives training in the field of neurology. He begins working in Vienna at the Maria Theresienschlossel. He's later transferred to the psychology hospital in Vienna, where he is placed with the female pavilion. There he works until 1937, when he opens his own practice as doctor of neurology and psychiatry. It is interesting that he's one of the few in this era who recognized the relationship between the two. Unfortunately, his success was short-lived during these years. By 1938, Hitler had managed to weasel his way into power. The Anschluss had begun. Austria was now part of Germany. By 1940, life had drastically changed in Austria for Viktor Frankl. Yet he remained hopeful and was still able to practice medicine. The Rothschild Hospital was established as a clinic for Jewish patients. Frankel knew the Nazis sent mentally ill patients to be experimented on in the concentration camps and subsequently euthanized. So he falsified many documents, despite the fact that it placed his own life in jeopardy. It is also around this time that Frankel obtains an immigration visa to the United States of America, but he declines its use due to the desire to remain close during these tumultuous times to his elderly parents. Little did he realize that doing so would set his life on a different course, but that course would later have a major impact on mankind through the solidification of his theories by experience. Yet where there is great sadness also exists great joy. One year later, Frankel marries Tilly Grosser. Their joy is cut short, however, because the Nazis force Tilly to have an abortion of their first child a year later, as well as deport them to the Theresienstadt ghetto, which was north of Prague. The family lives in the ghetto for two years until 1944. It was in that year that Victor, his wife Tilly, and Victor's 65-year-old mother was shipped off to Auschwitz. His mother was executed immediately upon arrival while his wife was shipped to Bergen-Belsen. She later died at the age of 24 in the gas chambers. Victor is later shipped to Kaufering and Turkheim, which are smaller camps of Dachau. It is this singular experience that strengthens his theories of logotherapy.